Have you experienced the eye-opening magic of seeing from more than one perspective? When we are children, we believe we are the center of the universe. At that stage in life, we have a difficult time considering why someone would see things differently than we do. In fact, if someone didn't agree with us, we made up a story about why this person could possibly not agree with our outlook. And it probably wasn't a flattering story either. It takes work to shake out of this default way of thinking and start making a habit of considering how other people are seeing things. However, the reward of staying open-minded and seeing things from multiple perspectives is new ideas, new opportunities, and new solutions that you may have missed if only looking at things from your own vantage point. Now take this ability as an individual and add to it a diverse team of people who all see the world differently. If this team can respect and appreciate each other for the unique perspectives and experiences they all bring to the table, this is your dream team. In this episode, we're going to cover the skills of considering and incorporating multiple perspectives as a leader, why it's so important, and how you can incorporate it into your leadership. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm an executive leadership coach, speaker, and author. I am the current president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference. I have the privilege and joy to work with women leaders to hone the skills and the mindset that allow them to grow into and then thrive in senior leadership. My specialization is working with women who are still stabilizing after their last promotion and those who want to be ready for the next one. It is my belief that for more women to hold positions of senior leadership, there are changes at the individual and organizational level that need to occur. Not only do women need to be trained and coached on how to operate at these levels of leadership, organizations need to change their paradigm of how the work gets done and what supports are in place for leaders to do their job. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search for Jody Flynn on the platform. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. You'll see the follow button is prominent on my profile, but if you click on the more button to the right, you'll find the option to connect. Click on that and be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. When I moved to Maine for a job in 2002, I was joined by others who had worked for my previous employer. I was now reporting to an individual I knew from my previous job, but had never reported to. While I had not worked closely with him, a friend of mine had. I remember within six months of this new reporting relationship, I was on the phone with my friend incredibly frustrated by my new boss and how he was approaching different situations. My friend had sage advice on working with her old boss, now my new boss. She suggested 
thinking about what motivates him. What she knew motivated him was a desire to go home at night and not think about work too much. He did not want to lose sleep over any decision that was made during that day. This perspective opened my eyes to seeing him in a whole new light. He was risk averse. All the questions he asked that I found to be annoying were actually designed to gauge risk. His desire to change policies and procedures every time a mistake was made came from a place of never wanting to make the same mistake twice. I still didn't agree with all of his concerns and recommendations for changes, but I now could understand and speak to the concerns that he had. I got into a habit of, before meeting with him, trying to think of all the questions he would have for me and pulling data that substantiated my point of view. In this regard, without even trying, he made me a better leader and employee. He also had this habit of playing devil's advocate without telling you he was playing devil's advocate. As you can imagine, this would often shoot my stress level through the roof. I thought he was questioning my competency and my ability to do my job. Once I realized where this was coming from, it no longer bothered me. This new perspective on my boss gave me such freedom and improved our relationship significantly. I could now appreciate him and what he brought to the table. The conversation I had with my friend and former colleague had me paying closer attention to what motivated the other people I worked with as well and how they preferred things to be. Years later, after I started my own business and while I was doing some contracting work for a training and development company, I learned to facilitate the training on the Everything Disc Workplace Indicator. If you're not familiar with DISC, this is a personality indicator designed to capture your communication preferences and teach you about other styles of communication that your coworkers might prefer and how to bridge the gap between your preferred style and theirs. Having become familiar with this tool and looking back on my old experiences, my former boss fell perfectly into one of the quadrants in the DISC indicator. His desire to avoid risk, to have all his ducks in a row, his aversion to surprises, it all made sense. The ability to step out of your shoes and into another's shoes to attempt to see the world from their perspective, to wonder what is influencing their behavior, it is incredibly powerful. It's not the place where you draw your final conclusions but it's an opportunity to consider something new, especially when someone's behavior does not make sense to you. Let's take this considering multiple perspectives outside of your internal world and take it to the level of team. First, let's distinguish perspective from reality. You wanna think about perspective as the vantage point from which you see the world. Your perspective is shaped by your life experiences, values, beliefs, current state of mind, assumptions brought into a situation, among other things. It shapes how you act or react to a situation. You can see why even though you and I might be in the same situation at the same time, 
we could walk away with two different reports of what happened. This is because our life experiences, beliefs, values, etc., are somewhat different. These factors influence what we observe, how we interpret what was happening, and the conclusions we came to. As an aside, if you are ever at a loss for why someone thinks the way they do, why they say what they say and do what they do, this is what you're missing. Your perspective is a slice of reality. When you look at the shared reality of a situation, the more diverse perspectives you get, the closer to reality you will get. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to consider someone else's perspective, especially when it diverges from your version of reality because it calls into questions things you hold as true. This is why sometimes we want to spend time with people who share our own values and see the world the way we do. It's comfortable, it feels stable, and it doesn't ask too much of us. When you are open-minded, you have your perspective, but you are willing to, at the very least, consider that something else might be true as well. The benefit of being a little uncomfortable and taking in another perspective is the literal and figurative vision you gain from it. By considering multiple perspectives, you compound the amount of information and opportunities available to you at any time. Things that are in your blind spots can be seen by others. And once they point these things out to you, your blind spots have become that much smaller. According to Stefan Serdik, a corporate consultant, trainer, and contributor to Forbes, we live in a professional world that goes fast and where people do not always take the time to step back. When you're going fast, leaders often confuse their perspectives with reality and have difficulty truly understanding the point of view of others. And according to the World Economic Forum, there is a vast amount of research showing that diversity increases profitability and creativity. Organizations with employees of diverse backgrounds have stronger governance and better problem-solving abilities. Before we get into how to overcome this, let me ask you a question. Do you know what your individual training needs are? Knowing your strengths and gaps as a leader allows you to be more confident and competent in your leadership. I developed the Leadership Operating System Quiz for women like you. This holistic self-assessment allows you to assess your effectiveness in leading others, leading yourself, your ability to influence, your ability to manage your energy, and your communication skills. It's a way for you to quickly identify where you could focus your developmental resources. This quiz will also be an acknowledgement of where you're getting a lot of things right. Those who've used the Leadership Operating System quiz have described the questions as engaging and thought-provoking. They appreciated getting insights into which areas to focus on and really liked the resources that were provided at the end. It will take you about three minutes for you to complete. And if you think about that, that's a quick turnaround to gain insight into what would improve your effectiveness as a leader and make being a leader easier and more enjoyable. 
what's your leadership operating system? You can find out at womentakingthelead.com. It's fun, easy leadership inventory. Now let's talk about how to develop seeing things from multiple perspectives on an individual level first, and then we'll dive into surrounding yourself with those who see things differently than you do. Seeing things from another perspective is difficult when we are emotional. For that reason, I recommend pausing and taking time to reflect on the people in your life whom you might feel at odds with. My clients and I do this together quite a bit especially when they're trying to untangle a sticky situation or considering what might be the best approach to a situation. In the safe space of our meeting, we explore together all the pieces of data that my client has collected about the other people in their life and in the situation, and we consider what might be true for the other person. My client and I consider the other person's values, motivations, past experiences, all the things that might be influencing current events, their challenges, etc. Especially when my client feels at odds with the other person, my goal is to help them humanize the other person as much as possible. When we, all of us, focus on what we've experienced as the unpleasant aspects of another person, it becomes too easy to label the other person as lacking in some way and dismiss them. When we do this, we limit what's possible in that relationship and unwittingly limit our own possibilities as well. I would encourage you to do this exercise as well, to consider with fresh eyes the people around you, and how they might be experiencing whatever is going on currently at work. If you struggle with this, and it can be hard, especially if there's a lot of history with a particular person, ask a neutral person to help you do the exercise. A quick aside here, if you do have someone in your life whom you have a lot of tension with because they operate differently or see things differently from you, When I was facilitating workshops on the Everything Disc Workplace Indicator, something that surprised me began to emerge. Whenever the participants and I did the exercise to explore how to bridge the gap between yourself and someone who has the opposite preferred communication style, I would hear from all over the room, you just described my husband to a T. Hey, that's my wife oh, my best friend has that communication style. (laughs) And it always made me laugh. When we don't appreciate what someone brings to the table, they can become our rival or our nemesis at work. But when appreciation and respect is there, they are often the person who makes you better. Those who don't see or experience the world the way we do are the greatest access we have to seeing our blind spots. They can see what's holding us back. And in the case with my former boss, without trying, he made me a better person. But before I could really appreciate and respect what he brought to the table, he was absolutely my source of stress at work. What a difference that insight gave me. 
In regard to having diverse voices in your workplace, start with taking stock of how diverse or not your organization is. Get grounded in the current reality and be clear on what your commitment is to creating not only a more diverse environment, but an environment that is welcoming of diversity. When hiring, go beyond the employee referral programs, which tend to bring in more like-minded individuals and open the job up to candidates outside your company's inner circle. Check the language of the job posting to make sure it uses inclusive language. And there are apps and extensions out there that will help you with this. If you want a more diverse pool of candidates, you may also want to ask where your company is participating in job fairs and where they are posting available internships. Campuses that have a diverse student body are your best bet. To have this dynamic of multiple perspectives work on your team, you also need to make diversity, inclusion, respect, and understanding different populations and cultures part of your team's learning and development. Each member of your team needs to feel valued and appreciated by all members of the team in order for them to feel that their workplace is a safe environment to share their thoughts and disagree. As the leader, it's important for you to model the behavior you want to see. If you want to get the value of multiple perspectives, you need to be willing to listen and genuinely consider the other perspective. And when appropriate, acknowledge when you've been given the gift of seeing things differently. There is nothing wrong with acknowledging that you've been corrected or that you had it wrong previously. On the contrary, it's a strength as a leader and demonstrates that it's okay for each member of your team to own when they had a limited point of view and when they've been offered by another person the opportunity to see things differently. I invite you to consider how you can invite and develop more diverse perspectives on your work team, and in your life. There's a lot more that um, could be shared on this topic, but I'm going to save it for another podcast episode and possibly bring on someone else to talk about this as well. Um, Someone who might be doing a lot of this work. So stay tuned for that. I will leave you with a quote from Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google. A diverse mix of voices leads to better discussions, decisions, and outcomes for everyone. Are you done with the struggle? If your last promotion left you feeling unstable in your leadership role, I invite you to consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition, help you to get your bearings, and feeling confident in your leadership once again. If you know it's time and something's got to give, schedule a time to chat with me. You can find the link to schedule a coaching exploration call with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app. If you're listening through the Women Taking the Lead website, the link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. If you're going to ask your company to sponsor you to work with a coach, there's also a link to access a checklist that will help you to prepare for that conversation. 
As always, I hope this was of value to you, and here's to your success. Success.